Blog Talk Radio. Franchise interviews from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Welcome to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now, welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 11 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs one-on-one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show today. We're meeting with Steve Rothenstein, the Senior Director of Vice Franchising at Dippin' Dots and Doc Popcorn. And when Dippin' Dots CEO Scott Fisher acquired Doc Popcorn in 2014, he needed to empower a leader to combine the two franchise models and expand the perfectly balanced Snack Cobrand. We're going to talk to Steve about that in just a moment on Franchise Interviews. So stick around because we have a great show. The Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity. Are you looking for a unique and lucrative franchise opportunity? If so, take a look at Stone Coat. With a patented process which creates a true stone finish on almost any wall or ceiling, Stone Coat is a true game-changing product in the multi-billion dollar construction industry. Stone Coat is applied faster, cleaner, and cheaper than conventional quarried stone, which saves both time and money. With advantages in remodel and new construction of both residential and commercial projects, Stone Coat is a true crossover product. The Stone Coat franchise opportunity provides a low startup cost, low operating expenses, comprehensive training, ongoing support, and no royalty payments. For more information on the Stone Coat franchise opportunity, go to www.stonecoatfranchise.com. That's www.stonecoatfranchise.com or call us at 972-380-2700. That's 972-380-2700. Hi, this is Connie McDermott, Administrative Assistant for Franchise Interviews, LLC, and you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews, from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 11 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs one-on-one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and as we were saying earlier, we have a great show today. We're meeting with Steve Rothenstein, the Senior Director of Franchising at Dippin' Dots and Doc Popcorn. And when Dippin' Dots CEO Scott Fisher acquired Doc Popcorn in 2014, he needed to empower a leader to combine the two franchise models and expand the perfectly balanced Snack Co-Brand. Hi, Steve. How are you? Welcome to the show. Uh, good, good morning, Marty. Thank you so much for having me today, and, and, and really thank you for the kind introduction. It's, it's truly been uh, my honor to be part of the, the team that has uh, brought together this groundbreaking uh, co-brand venture for the last uh, four years. It's, you know, when I was reading about it, Steve, you know, when I first heard about it, you know, I, I mean, it really seems like the two brands really do complement each other, you know, so I, I thought it was really a, it's kind of like a match made in heaven. Maybe you could talk a little bit about, you know, the history of, of Dippin' Dots and, you know, a little bit about Doc Popcorn and, you know, how, how the two actually came together. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, this year, uh, for both brands, um, we're, we're uh, celebrating uh, two pretty exciting anniversaries. This is the 30th anniversary for Dippin' Dots. Uh, began wow. uh, back in 1988 with our founder, Kurt Jones, um, who just uh, had a love of ice cream and and uh, was doing some other work in the microbiology field and uh, realized that this would be an awesome way to make people happy and put smiles on folks' face. A um, lot of history on the Dippin' Dot side. And this is the 15th yeah. anniversary for Doc Popcorn, uh, which grew out of uh, an idea for a healthier snack option um, and uh, grew out of uh, – uh, Robin Renee Israel's uh, love for popcorn and um, mm-hmm. started their venture out in Denver. Um, back in uh, July of 2014, when we closed the deal to um, acquire uh, Doc Popcorn, um, like you right. said, it just makes uh, the sweet, the savory, the saltiness. I mean, that's a trend that's been around for a few years now just in, in the culinary world. And um, why not bring it to the snack world? And uh, we saw the opportunity. Um, we loved, loved, loved the brand, loved the people when we went out mm-hmm. there and, and worked. And it was as much about um, the right product, the right time, as it was the right people to um, to bring together. It seems like, you know, you've been doing this such a long time now, Steve. You know, it's funny. When I was talking to my wife, you know, she was like, okay, well, who's on the show today, you know? And, and I was talking – I mentioned Dippin' Dots at first and then Doc Popcorn. She remembers, you know, having Dippin' Dots, you know, like, as you said, 25 years ago, you know, and I didn't realize. I said, oh, my God, we're getting old. I said, you know, the brand has really been around quite a long time. And, you know, that says a lot in franchising too, though, doesn't it, Steve? You know, I mean, brands that have, you know, 30 years plus, I mean, that, that, that's, that's quite an accomplishment, isn't it, in franchising? It is. I mean, there are some, you know, franchise stalwart brands, especially in the ice cream industry that, you know, I'm a Northeast kid, even though I live south of Nashville now. I grew Mm -hmm. up eating Carvel ice cream, so I'll I'll throw them a shout out uh, just because I grew up eating it. And Tom Carvel was certainly one of those founding folks in the franchising world, creating so much of what we have today. And and the feeling of nostalgia when you've got a brand like Dippin' Dots that's 30 years old that you remember the very first time uh, that you had it just elicits this emotional response. And what we're loving now is the folks like you and me that, that ate it and, and your wife that ate it when we were little are now able to bring this, this feeling, this emotion to our kids. And it's like the second right. generation, it's the second coming of this wonderful thing. So it's, it's really, it, it is a blessing to be able to, to work, uh, work in this environment for me for sure. That's fantastic. And, and, you know, you have a background, too. You know, I mean, your, your background is, is very impressive, Steve, you know, in, in reading it. You know, uh, but what are the, like maybe you could talk to our listeners about, you know, like the benefits of, of co-branding. You know, um, we haven't talked a lot about it in, you know, almost like 12 years of, of doing the show. But there are tremendous benefits to co-branding, isn't there? Absolutely. And, and if you do it right and you've got the right brands that make sense, mm-hmm. um, really can get those benefits. So what, what we know is that uh, traditionally Doc Popcorn has been a mall-based kiosk um, mm-hmm. uh, type opportunity. Dippin' Dots has been in, in malls for the better part of the last 20 years as well. Right. And we know the mall, the mall business is, is certainly in, in a state of transition. Um, I, I'm not a, a, a gloomy kind of guy or a naysayer, so I, I call it a state of transition. Um, the malls are still going to be around, and we're excited to work and partner with some of these great uh, mall operators out there. And when you can put those two brands together, you eliminate the reason for someone to walk someone at, somewhere else. Not everyone wants ice cream today. Not everyone wants popcorn today. But when you've got more opportunity and you can put it into a relatively reasonable size space so you're not mm-hmm. impacting on your, your fixed costs and you could run it with right. the same number of staff if you just had one brand and not two, all of a sudden you're just increasing your opportunity for sales and revenue. And what's wrong with that? 
Sure, of course, absolutely. I, th- I think that's fantastic. You know, since since you've been with the company, Stephen, I don't know if my numbers are, are are up to date to this point. You know, but it looks like you've facilitated the addition of 68 new franchise agreements. Uh, you know, thousands of new points of presence around the United States. Um, you know, and, and now you're even serving. I, th- I think it was like was it 2,000 plus schools? You know, maybe you could talk a little bit about that because I thought that was interesting. Yeah, so when we came on board, in, uh, when I came on board at Dippin' Dots, um, we had just um, been uh, acquired by uh, Mark and Scott Fisher, who are, by the way, not just mm-hmm. because they're the owners, are just phenomenal people. I'm saying that because I truly feel that way, and I'm, I'm happy to, really mm-hmm. happy to be working with them. Um, but we, we relaunched our franchise program, and we've been very cautious on how we've been adding new franchisees to the system. We wanted to make sure that they were the, the right folks in the right places at the right times, and we've been focusing on growing with our existing franchisees. So we've added only 68 uh, agreements over the last five years, all the while more than doubling our overall franchise business in terms of revenue. Um, and that's pretty exciting. Um, I was a franchisee myself once a number of years ago, so I, I recognize how powerful it is when your franchisor wants to grow with the folks they have primarily and focus in that direction. Have In any given day, you can find Dippin' Dots in ten to 15,000 places around the country, literally, um, from every major ballpark to minor league mm-hmm. ballparks. Um, this time, you're obviously, we're talking baseball. Um, But we're in the NHL, the NBA. Our franchisees are in something north of 10,000 fairs and festivals around the country. We are in every state fair, I think, this year, but one or two. And, yes, we are in the state fair of Alaska, which we do quite well. And so you can find us there. You can find us in convenience stores uh, where our franchisees have uh, a grab-and-go program. So when you're on your way out, you just grab a pack. Um, and then most exciting, we are in um, – it's, it's 2,000 schools where we're actually selling wow. at some point during the day, um, whether in a, a convenience store on the school or after-school activity. Mm-hmm. But we're also, even more exciting, we're in more than 1,000 schools where we are serving our product in the cafeteria line because we are smart snack approved we've got a wonderful wow. line of, of yogurt products that actually meet all of the requirements for pretty much everywhere across the country so the kids can actually get a nice treat that is healthy for them and is good for them they love during the school day um, it's a pretty exciting opportunity for us um, and it's just it's just great wherever you go you see us but there's still some places you haven't and so that's what we're still wor- working on yeah, I mean, the market is really so big. I mean, when you think about it, you know, I mean, you say, you know, 2,000 schools, Steve, you know, I mean, but, I mean, really, there's, there's thousands. Of, as you, you know, you've emphasized the word opportunity, you know, and I had to mention to you, too, that my son last year, I took him to his first baseball game, and, you know, when it came snack time, his first snack was Dippin' Dots, by the way, so it was, uh, you're right about that, It's uh, and he loved them, by the way, so it's, it's really fantastic. Have there been, like, other synergies, you know, of, of the two brands coming together, Steve? You know, it, it's, it's a word I love to use when I, I teach my business students as the synergy, but, you know, I mean, like, maybe, like, as far as, like, technology goes or, you know, what other synergies happened when the, the two brands came together? Absolutely. You know, you get to you get the benefit of every – of each brand's mistakes, right? Franchising is yeah, almost a business. Yeah. You make that – you make the mistake once, hopefully you don't keep making it, you learn it, and then you get right. to improve upon it. So you get the benefit of, of that learning. Um, in our case, you know, the learning that happened primarily in Paducah, Kentucky, on the dip and nut side, and then in, in our other case, right, uh, the, the learning that happened through Doc Popcorn um, right. coming out of the, the Colorado, uh, Denver, Colorado area. And so you get to put those yeah. things together. So when you look at technology, there was, you know, we were, Dip and Nuts was one of the first brands to really embrace Facebook years and years ago. We still have more than mm-hmm. four and a half 
European followers, um, and we're, wow. we're just very active in that space and always have been. And it's one place where we know that people can connect, they can see where we are, and you can continue that emotional feel. Um, and we've expanded through that in, in all other aspects of social media, and that's been one of the, the big places. And then on the, the technical side, what a franchisee cares about is that we can – go and work with vendors and say, look, not only are you mm-hmm. getting Doc's brand, the Doc Popcorn brand, but you're getting this um, big, uh, big umbrella of folks that just have such passion for the brand. So when we look at digital menu boards, we're, we're not talking about to, you know, a small company. We're, we're, we're a pretty good-sized business that has a very right. big appeal, and that helps us across all of, all of what we do. Fantastic. What's been uh, one of the most interesting things that's happened to you, Steve? You know, because again, you know, you've been in franchising, uh, you know, such a long time now. You know, since the, you know these two brands coming together, does anything stand out? I mean, I'm sure you have hundreds of stories, but you know, what's been one of the more interesting things that may you might have seen since you know Dip and Dots and Doc Popcorn has come together? Um, I think the the thing that still impresses me, and, and actually you validated that for me today, and it's it's when people hear Dip and Dots. Um, they they have that emotional connection to some moment yeah, in time. Yeah. Your son, now I'm assuming it was a Phillies game that you took him to? Was it it was actually Phillies? a minor league baseball game, yeah. So so we have the um, uh, the minor league team for, I think it is the Phillies actually. They, they call them the Iron Pigs out here. Um, oh, yeah. You know, that was his first experience with a baseball game, you know. And, and it, it's interesting as you say that because that's what I, he he remembers most about the game is not who won the game or who lost the game. You know, it's he remembered the dip and dots, you know. And it was just interesting how you used that word emotional experience. And, and that's what he's probably going to remember 20 years down the road is dip and dots. He's not going to remember the ball game. <laughs> that's exactly the, that's exactly it, and, and the Iron Pigs are one of our. That's one of my personal favorite names of the minor league teams that we service out there yeah. because they're just fun. Um, yeah. So we're real familiar with it. But the thing that's what gets me the most about Dippin' Dots is there is absolutely nothing wrong in the world with um, an industrial cleaning franchise or um, a, a franchise that um, you know weeds your garden or kills the mosquitoes. There's nothing wrong with those. Those are phenomenal right. businesses, great things. But there's an emotional connection here, and you see that with Dippin' Dots. And then for the places that Doc Popcorn has been around, you actually feel mm-hmm. that there too. One of the things when we um, yeah. had our, our co-brand location out west and a, friend, and a customer came in, they actually had a tin. We had popcorn tins that you've seen, but it was one of our original tins yeah. from almost 15 years ago because you can refill it for just a couple of dollars in most of our locations. Right. And they brought in the very original tin, and they refused oh, to wow. let us replace it. We tried get it from them because it was this tin they first put together 15 years ago and they're still carrying it around and you don't do that just to save a few dollars you do that because an emotional connection to the product and i'll tell you the connection you have with these two brands um it's growing and the more we put them together the more powerful that connection will be um and the more that we just continue to put smiles on people's faces and make people's day better i mean who goes to have a you know a bucket of popcorn and, or or you know a, a, a you know a cup of ice cream and is not looking to have right. fun or celebrate something or some positive feeling. Yeah, it, it, it's, you're right. I mean, it, it, those you know your your products are associated with with those experiences, those those wonderful feelings that you remember decades down the road. You know, my wife was telling the story about that last night. You know, so I I mean I think it's really amazing. So you meet with you know a lot of you know prospective uh, franchisees, Steve. What do you typically look for? Like, what types of characteristics do you look for in in, in your franchisees? No, sure. For, you know, first and foremost, you've got the financial responsibilities. You want to make sure that they're qualified, right. that they understand this business model that we're getting into. Um, but right. we're also 
looking for that somebody that's going to have the same passion for the business. They don't necessarily have to be a mom and pop operator, right? I mean, those are great mm-hmm. folks, and and there's a there's uh, an opportunity for them as well, and we love them because they're engaged in the business every day. But you want to make sure you've got a, a a franchisee or a prospect that recognizes the power of the brands, that it's not just something else to do, um, because they need to have that passion because you want them to enjoy it. Because I will tell you, when you get into this time of year and you run through, you know, barely Memorial Day through Labor Day, um, right. you are as busy as all can be. You are booked every single day of the week, whether you've got a a, a permanent location, a seasonal location, or you've got a a route business on the dip and not side. And just when you're ready to take a breath, you run into back to school when all of a sudden the malls are really kicking into business and with Doc Popcorn primarily in the malls out there, um, you go right from um, back to school sales right through the holidays. So it becomes almost a full year business. Um, And so you're looking for folks that understand that, recognize that, and are ready to have the passion uh, to do it, it's it's not a difficult business. Um, you know, right, serving ice right. cream, uh, popping the you know the, the kernels, it's not hard at all. Um, but it's it it takes a little bit of passion, and that's one of the things that we're looking for. That's what I was thinking with the with the training, Steve. You know, I mean, the training must be not not to oversimplify it. You know, but I imagine that the, the training process must be interesting. How does that work? I mean, do they come out to headquarters then? I mean, once you decide, you know, that they are a match mm-hmm. uh, for for both brands, how, how does training work? Sure. So we um, have a discovery day, um, and once we bring them through the process, we're pretty confident that if we invite them in for discovery day, uh, which happens in Paducah, Kentucky, um, that we're pretty sure that everyone's a go. Um, and that this is the last opportunity uh, to ask questions, to, to validate what we feel and what they feel. Um, so at the end of the, the full day discovery day, um, everyone kind of looks at each other and says, all right, we're good on this. And, you know, there's a general agreement, a little bit more detail than that. Uh, we then right. will sign the franchise agreement, and that would generally be on a Monday. Uh, training then goes starts Tuesday morning, and then we'll train for a few days. Um, focusing on their initial direction, whether it's fairs, festivals, uh, the true mm-hmm. co-brand location, uh, the non-traditional co-brand where we're working in convention centers um, and just other opportunities. We'll focus two or three days of training. Uh, we've got a wonderful uh, co-brand uh, corporate store right next to our franchising offices, and we do a lot of in-store training, role-playing, um, and there's the technical aspect of how do you pour the dots? Um, how do you clean right. your freezers? How do you make sure your kettle right. uh, stay, stays looking shiny while you're popping all day long? Um, once they're done training, we send them, them off, and generally at this point we've got a good idea of their location, uh, it, their initial location. We'll probably already have a letter of intent uh, from them all in our hands that we're working on. So it's a relatively short process to get them open into a store. Uh, when they open up, we send both of our training teams out. Uh, the Dippin' Dots team and the Doc Popcorn training team will go out, and they have an integrated training program. Um, so we, we get the owners, their managers, and their folks ready to go and, and ready to put mm-hmm. smiles on people's faces. Like you said, it's not challenging um, in, in regards to the, the the type of information to learn. There certainly is a good amount of information, um, but uh, it's so easy because it's just fun, right? I mean, you're putting smiles on people's yeah, faces. Of course. Who doesn't? And that's the enjoyable part, isn't it, Steve? You know, is I, you know, because we have a lot of different types of, of franchises. You know, on the show, of course, you know, I mean, tax franchises, automobile franchises. You know, and they don't, unfortunately, sometimes they don't get to share in that experience, right? You know, I mean, if you have to replace someone's transmission or you know somebody else's money on their taxes, you know, but this is this is a fun franchise that, of course, you know, you have the opportunity to put a smile on people's faces, and and, and I imagine that that's a, a rewarding part of the franchise as well, isn't it? 
It, it is. I mean, look, that's what brought me me to this company. Um, you know, more yeah. than five years ago now was that opportunity to um, to be part of that, to be one part of a great brand, and and uh, that was yeah. when we were looking at other. Uh, brands to acquire what what really attracted me to the Doc Popcorn opportunity, um, seeing the passion that's on that side. And, and yeah, look, um, my kids have known me uh, as the ice cream man uh, pretty much since 2004. I've been in different <laughs> brands. Then, right. like I said, I was a franchisee of my, my own for a few years. Um, and so they've always known me as the ice cream man. It's something that I've relished. Um, and actually, not to not a pl- throw a plug out there, but if you go to my LinkedIn, I've got a little story sort of about my my history on that, and it's kind of a neat little story oh, that wow. I'm pretty proud of. But uh, but I talk to prospective franchisees and I say, look, here's what here's how it impacted my family and my kids, and and um, what they've learned um, over the years working with me. Um, you know, I've got two high school yeah. girls now. Um, uh, one is actually about to graduate, and they've both spent years working uh, in whatever business I was in. They love it. They do special events for Dippin' Dots now. They can they can do all the popping, um, and it's just, uh, one, it's the education that they're getting uh, above and beyond the, the school textbook education that's phenomenal that they'll never forget, but just uh, spending the time with them and letting them see what it is to have an impact on people has been really, um, really, it's been really great. Yeah, that's fantastic. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to check out that article. So you know, you you have such a long history in franchising, Steve. You know, I mean, you've been a franchisee. What advice would you give to our listeners? We call them aspiring franchipreneurs. You know, most of our listeners are are pretty. We think they're they're, they're pretty new to franchising. You know, they have an idea in their head that they want to get into franchising. And as you know, th- there's so much out there today. We find that you know a lot of them are are very confused in the beginning. It's kind of like information overload. For, from everything you've learned, you know, over the last several decades, I mean, what advice would you give to our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise? Um, first and foremost, um, you have to have a passion for what it is you're looking to do. If you don't like ice cream, you should not yeah. be looking at ice cream franchises, even if it's a great opportunity from a financial perspective. Right. You have to love what you're doing because you are going to spend so much of your time doing it that if you don't love it, that if it's not a passion, it'll become a burden. So step one, sure. love the thing that you're looking at. Numbers are so important. Financials are so important. History, all of that. But if you don't love it, if you don't have a passion for it, it's not going to be the right opportunity for you. And I will tell you, we meet people, and if I ask them, I always ask the question, what's your favorite ice cream flavor? And if they can't answer that question with some emotion, that's a, that's a, that's a check mark on the wrong side of the page. And so, I, you know, right. it doesn't knock you out, but that's one of those things. So you, gotta, you have to love what you're doing. You've got to do your research. You've got to see the good, the bad, and everything in between that's gone on with the brand so you're aware. Um, there's only so much that, you know, we can tell you, franchise professionals, just because we're governed by the franchise disclosure rules, right? So there's sure. only so much that we can share. We want to make sure that you do all your research. You need to talk to franchisees um, mm-hmm. existing. And every every one of us, everyone in my role, you know, encourages that. It's required um, for you to do that. So you've got to reach out to those folks in the system. You've got to feel um, comfortable with what you're getting yourself into. And I put it that way on purpose. Right. Again, because it becomes, um, I won't say a lifestyle, but it becomes sure. all-encompassing. And if you can't manage to do this and still keep a balance in your life, then, again, you've got to really right. think and understand about that because it does become a, a big thing. And it can be an exciting um, an exciting thing that helps you, you know, really change your family tree, um, you know, passing down not only the actual business, but the lessons from the business. Um, and, and then you've got to, um, and when you're, as you're looking at it, 
I also tell people, okay, so think down the road. You've renewed your agreement a couple of times. You're ready to retire. What does that look like? What is your exit strategy? So I actually yeah. try to get people thinking not only on the way in, but where, what's your goal here? Is your goal to build you know, a monolithic brand, this giant thing where you're the biggest franchisee of Dippin' Dots and Doc Popcorn, you have 100 locations, you know, or is your goal to have a family business, um, a few locations that you run and that you plan on passing down, you know, to your kids? What's, what's, the, what's the end of that road look like? And that's not a bad thing. It's good to know what your goal is so you're working towards it. Um, so I want you know, I think it's important to have that as well. It shouldn't be just, well, we're going to buy it and see what happens. I, I kind of want, right. I kind of like it when people have that long range plans, plans can change, but it's a lot easier to change a written plan than it is to go towards an unwritten thought, if you will. Yeah. I mean, in listening to you, Steve, you know, it's, it, it's a means to an end, isn't it? You know, I think it, it's so important to, to, to ask that exit strategy. And, it, and I always get the sense that a lot of people coming in, they don't think of that exit strategy, do that, you know, and again, you've been doing this a lot longer than I have, you know, but it, it's such an important question, isn't it? You know, is what do you want this franchise to do for you? It, it, it really is. There has to be a goal. I mean, we are in business. There is a, you know, I mean, this is not a, a nonprofit. Um, so you do need to know. You do need to have a look at it, not, and not just from the emotional side. And so much of what I've talked about was the emotional side of this. Um, but you do need to have that um, that end, end game in mind. And what does that look like? You know, right. there is only a few certainties in this world, and, and there is an end, right? And so you kind of sure. want to know what that looks like, whether that end is um, – um, moving on to the next and, and finding a, somebody else to take on your business, uh, handing the business down um, or what have you. That's just, it's just good to have those things set out um, on paper somewhere um, and sort of check in with your goals from time to time to see how they're working for you. Fantastic. So if you could look into a crystal ball, Steve, I mean, if you're looking like, you know, maybe three to five years down the road, I mean, where do you see Dippin' Dots and, and Doc Popcorn, you know, as far as the plans for the future? I think you'll see probably somewhere between – you know, 100 and 250, you know, active co-brand locations, um, inline malls, uh, kiosks, um, lifestyle centers, those kinds of things. And then I think what you'll see is more um, what I'll call non-traditional uh, type uh, venues where you'll see us in uh, event centers, um, special events, catering. Um, you'll see us in, in these, this co-brand opportunity in more ballparks um, because the, the popcorn is such a, a – um, a step up yeah. from the, the normal that you would get every day. Um, so you'll see sure. people be willing to, to um, pay a little more for a much better product. Um, right. And right. I think you'll see that kind of growth continued. I, I also think there'll be other things that come across, um, you know, our, um, our, our desks that say, hey, you know what, this might make sense too. This might be another right. thing to add to our – our opportunity. So the co-brand right now today is the Dippin' Dot Stock Popcorn. Maybe there's a tri-brand in our future, or maybe it's a different right. co-brand for a different location. Um, and so we're, we're always, always got our eyes open for that next great opportunity. Um, you never know what's going to come around. It could be later today. It could be three months, six months from now. Um, but I just see continued growth. I, I, I think one of the things that I've been really proud of um, in the five years that I've been with, with Dippin' Dots is we have been we have a five-year franchise deal, so we've already been going through um, renewals, and we have renewed 98% of all of our franchisees. Wow. Meaning, all of our franchisees, almost 100% of them, have wanted to continue this business beyond their first, second, third. We've got folks in our business that actually predate our franchise system that have been around wow. and selling Dippin' Nuts for more than 25 years. I mean, you talk about passion for a brand. You look at some of these folks, and they're just—they're running strong. They're doing their thing, 
And um, I, I don't see that ending. I see that being uh, the continued trend that the folks we bring in today, they will be here for decades and decades doing what we're doing today and more. That's 98%. I mean, it, it, it's very impressive. I mean, it's almost 100%, you know. And, of course, you always have, like, franchisees who, you know, are older and, you know, they just want to get out of the business. You know, just to say 98% or almost 100% is really it, – it, it's quite an impressive number, isn't it? You don't, you don't usually see that. You know, as long as I've been doing this and researching franchising, you know, that, that number is, is, is really quite impressive, isn't it, Steve? I'll tell you it is, and, and we've got some folks out there. Um, there's a few of them that are of that um, older generation that try to convince me that they've been selling Dippin' Dots for more than 30 years. Um, I kind of <laughs> laugh. say, yes, you have, even though it was, you know, we're only 30 years old, uh, because they feel so in touch with that brand. And, and we've got some folks um, that have been working fairs and festivals um, for 25 years and, wow. and are still doing it today. And, and they would normally be what you would think would be uh, the retiring age, and right, they are out right. there, you know, from Memorial Memorial Day to Labor Day every weekend, just putting the smiles on faces, and it keeps them it keeps them alive. And I talk to them, and I say, hey, "What are you doing?" And they say, "No, we just love it. We can't. You know, people look forward to seeing us every year, and I can't not be there. You know, doing that. Um, and it's that's just you know, again, that's that's what this is for me. That's what the the opportunity is. It's that that passion, that emotion. And oh, by the way, uh, it's a pretty good business to be in too. Right, of course. That's fantastic. What's the best way, Steve, for our listeners to get more information on, on Dippin' Dots and Doc Popcorn, you know, as a, as a co-brand uh, opportunity? Uh, are there any websites that they can go to to get more information or any phone numbers they can call? Absolutely. I mean, of course, you can go to um, either brand's website, uh, DippinDots.com, um, or you can go to DocPopcorn.com. Both of those websites will get you um, into our franchise process. Um, of course, they can email me directly. They can find me on, on LinkedIn. They can find me in, in all the different kinds of places. Um, they can contact us, um, and um, there's a very simple um, form to fill out um, okay. on the website. And we'll usually get in touch with you, um, usually within an hour or two, quite frankly, um, if you are, are interested um, uh, in, in, in any part of our business, whether it's uh, franchising right. or um, just uh, just wanting to sell dots in your location, and we, we do sure. that too. We find our franchisees places and uh, to help uh, expand their business. Um, so we're pretty excited ab about all that, and I would just, uh, you know, take a look online. You find us, type in Dippin' Dots, and uh, the whole world opens up to you, um, and you sure. see some pretty amazing, some pretty great things out there. So we're, we're anxious to, to chat with uh, anyone who wants to uh, put smiles on people's faces. I mean, we are about fun, and uh, this is the fun time of year. Um, for us, we're very excited. It sure is. Well, I've, I really enjoyed talking to you today, Stephen. I, you know, I'd already like to invite you back. You know, in the next year or so, you know, as you continue to grow, because I think this is a wonderful co-branding opportunity. So I, I look forward to following. You know, the Dippin' Dots and Doc Popcorn. You know, co-brand. I think this is terrific. Happy to come back. It's been a great pleasure. Thank you so much for the time today, Marty. This has been my pleasure, Stephen. We'll be right back with more franchise interviews. Coming up on segment two, you're going to hear what every franchisepreneur needs to know before buying a franchise. We're going to play a clip from our popular Great Quotes in Franchising podcast right here on Franchise Interviews. Are you looking for a franchise that delivers? Businesses will always need shipping, and for more than 25 years, loyal customers have depended on Unishippers for reliable savings and exceptional customer service. Unishippers is focused on just one thing, 
helping small and medium-sized businesses save time and money on all their shipping needs. And as the largest reseller of complete shipping services in the country, we have the buying power to ensure that we succeed. The Unishippers franchise offers low startup costs, no equipment or real estate required because they're not retail, residual income, and a quality of life and work-life balance. For more information on becoming a Unishippers franchisee, go to www.unishippers.com and click Franchise Opportunities or call Franchise Development at 801-708-5822. That's 801-708-5822. Franchisers, are you looking to reach aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise? Are you looking to reach a highly educated audience on franchising? For over eight years, Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship through our website, FranchiseInterviews.com, where you can hear and read interviews as well as get tips from some of the most successful sources in franchising. Our weekly franchise radio show where each week you get to hear a new interview with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts and attorneys, and our podcast, Great Quotes in Franchising. For more information, go to FranchiseInterviews.com or call us at 610-905-2919. That's 610-905-2919. Hi, everyone. This is Marty McDermott from Franchise Interviews, and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising, where each podcast you get to hear a great quote in franchising. Today, you're going to get to hear from a legend in franchising. It was about months ago, Don and I uh, were celebrating your anniversary of doing the radio show, and we put a lot of thought as far as who we'd like to have for a guest that particular day, and Don and I both agreed that that person should be George Native, and Mr. Native graciously accepted. For those of you who don't know George Native, uh, he's tagged as the guru in franchising. He's also the founder of Boston Chicken. He had a lot of great quotes that show. Uh, this is just one of them where uh, George gives his advice to aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise. Here we go. Characteristics. Uh, that make a successful no-fat franchisee? Well, you know, I've always told people uh, to play to their strengths. If you have a personality you know is not a charming one, don't get into the service business where you have to interact with people uh, because people business requires personality. So, you know, you're not asking someone to do something that's against their, their grain. So when uh, looking for a franchise, a person should consider the things that they've succeeded in. For instance, if they've been a coach of a soccer team and they had to inspire uh, the kids to run down that field and kick that ball and win, there's something about that individual that is inspiring. So he should look for something that maybe can be along those same lines that he can use those talents of his. If he's been a teacher, uh, he's been a person that's worked with his hands. In other words, always, always play to your strength. Don't go into something that's opposite of your personality. That will cause a little bit of uh, a problem. Of course, most companies offer training, but you know, if, if you put a glove on, it should fit neatly in between the fingers. It shouldn't be something that once you put the glove on, you can't bend your fingers. It, it's as simple as that. So when you're buying a franchise, it should fit. And uh, I guess no fat specifically. You have a checklist you go down that you want 
each franchisee to be, or, or sometimes it's just having a feeling of a certain person. They well, it's, it's clearly a financial issue. They, they have to have, in our case, pretty close to the ability to finance something between five and $600,000. So if an individual can't do that, then maybe he should look for other franchises like a Subway or a Quiznos or other that are around $200,000. So again, here we talk about fitting something that fits their pocketbook and not get into something that's way over their head and put themselves in financial jeopardy uh, by starting uh, in something that is too hard for them to overcome. So again, it should fit their wallet just like, like it should fit their personality. Right, absolutely. Uh, and, and you've, of course, been involved with so many franchises with all your different uh, businesses that you've done. Have there been times over the years that you sort of took a chance on someone that you weren't really sure, but you really liked them, and it, it, it's worked out? I'm sure you have a couple success stories. Uh, yeah, there have been those cases. Uh, uh, and again, they've been the opposite. And again, you learn by doing the thing. I would much prefer to tell a person that he's not qualified than qualified. And the rationale behind that, of course, is that I don't want to get somebody into something that he's not qualified for. There are so many franchise selections out there that if a person's doing their research, it allows them the opportunity to really, really take the time and investigate. And most of these companies already have franchises in place. They can pick up the phone and call up the franchisee and say, how are you doing? What kind of work did you do before you bought this franchise? Tell me about why you chose it. Would you do it again? I mean, this is a great opportunity as opposed to starting something on your own where you don't know whether you'll ever get the first base. You know, franchising in the beginning is very much like a, a baseball game. If you can buy third base as opposed to getting to first base, mm -hmm. and getting to first base by, by starting your own business, maybe you'll get the first base, but there's no guarantee. But if you can buy a franchise, you at least can get the third base. That's good baseball. And, you know, when you get the third base, your chances of getting home is a lot easier than being on first. Wow, that's a great analogy, isn't it, Tom? Yeah, yeah and it sounds like you're, you're a Red Sox fan. Thank you very much. <laughs> I love that quote from uh, Mr. Nadeff where he says that, you know, franchising is like a baseball game and it gives you the ability to start on third base. So, again, this is our second podcast. And, again, we'd love to hear your feedback. And uh, we'll see you again soon for another great edition of Franchise Interviews and Great Quotes in Franchising. Take care, everyone. Have a great day.